0: This is Amy Cohen Epstein, founder and executive director of the 20 plus year old nonprofit organization, the Lynn Cohen Foundation and the Seam, the series for education and awareness in medicine. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing female founders, entrepreneurs, scientists, doctors, researchers to talk about women's health, wellness, and preventive care. Take a listen. I'm very excited today to be interviewing one of my dearest friends, Jenna Grosfeld, who is by far and away one of the most creative people that I know. Jenna sees things in the world, in nature, in objects, um, and sometimes seemingly things around us that were. We don't need other people, don't recognize she finds the beauty and the ability to then often transform it into something wearable or an object we put in our homes. And I've always been in awe of that since we met, I don't know, almost 20 years ago. Well, more than that, but anyways, Um, so Jenna, thank you for doing this with me
1: today. Thank you, Amy, for the glowing introduction.
0: It's easy to do. I want to ask you some questions about that. I, Interestingly, in our normal life, I never ask you because we just don't, but when did you, can you remember the moments that you first sort of felt your creative juices flowing even as a kid and, and how it came to be?
1: Um, well, yes. Yeah, so I can remember. The, the interesting thing is I can't remember a time actually where I didn't identify with the creative vision that you're describing. Um, It's kind of always been there my whole life. It's been a perspective of mine that I've just always lived with. And something I kind of always took for granted and just assumed that, um, you know, other people saw the world the same way. And as I got Mm -hmm. older, I realized that wasn't the case. But um, was there an aha moment of identifying my creativity? Um, the answer is probably no, because I think it's always been there. I think I was just born with it, and it evolved and matured over time, just like I did.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I've been witness to a bunch of it, starting, was it when I met you, or right when I met you, how long had you been doing Lululeme? Um, yes, yeah, when I met you, so prior to meeting, well,
1: prior to re-meeting you, Um I was doing that in my early twenties, and um what tell us years. about that Sure, so having grown up um in a family that was in the clothing business and there uh well kind of took the art of collecting as well in a different direction and did it in the medium of clothing um I grew up around that, and um I naturally went into that field after I graduated college, and I always thought in my childhood that's what I would do, um, even from an early age when I was sewing and cutting up fabrics and clothes and making things for my dolls, as I'm sure a lot of creative people tend to account from their childhood. Um, So I grew up doing that, and the natural thing for me to do after college was I had started a a clothing business that was basically a similar concept to what I'm doing now. It was creating clothing that was embellished and embroidered and modified, and um, I used tons of colors, and I played with different backdrops, and it was a very um, similar approach, but probably just less evolved and less um, developed. And that was kind of the beginning of my process and a stepping stone to kind of get me to where I am
0: now. And Uh, you're a true entrepreneur. So you are, you're a true entrepreneur, meaning you're someone who can wake up in the, in my, in my definition, you're someone who wakes up in the morning and knows what to do and knows how to move forward. For a lot of people, like they don't even have that ability. They, you know, they have to be told what to do. I think that's something incredible about you. And I do, I, I will say, certainly has grown and matured over time. How have you, like, how did you go from, in the last couple of decades even, how did you, how, if you look back, can you sort of pinpoint, like, how did that mature for you? How did you hone your skills to take what you loved and then, you know, keep evolving it into new businesses until sort of where you are today?
1: Um, well, I think you said something interesting in terms of, some people wake up and they need to be told what to do, and um, be it good or bad, I probably am not good at being told what to do. So <laughs> I I tend to um, create my own path. And um, you know what happened was um, it was really just a lot of courage and frustration that built up, and I needed a creative outlet, um, and I always kind of found myself throughout my life in different periods, even when I was having kids and even when um, my schedule didn't allow, looking for creative outlets to kind of express myself or um, it was always satisfying some kind of itch I had. Um, And over time, you know, I'm not a salesperson. I don't like promoting myself. um, So that always hindered my progress and that always kept me from – going the full distance with any kind of project that I had been working on and I think over time I got frustrated with that one little thing that was holding me back and that was really the confidence um mm-hmm. and confidence is so important and that's probably the best biggest quality I admire in people when they're just themselves and kind of wholeheartedly confident in their identities so um with time and With just age, I guess, I realized that it wasn't worth kind of not pursuing my dreams and not pursuing a creative path just because I was scared of rejection or I wasn't really um, confident in what I was doing. I knew I've always loved what I've created, but I didn't always know how well it would be received. So I had um, very nice little opportunities to take baby steps where – I was able to get validation from other people, um, and that's why my line and collection has started so small, was because um, I was working on really small projects and kind of playing to the demand, and that's probably the right way to grow things, is with baby steps, thoughtfully, thoroughly, and um, once I broke it down that way, it was really... of natural for me i think people get overwhelmed and inundated by the big picture sometimes and it seems impossible so definitely baby steps and um just trying to stay focused on what your goal is
0: and now i mean you really put yourself out there in the most you know professional beautiful way so it's it's sort of a i mean it's almost, it, it's funny hearing you say that you didn't have that confidence or the salesperson. I mean, I know you well enough to know that you don't like to put yourself out there and, you know, sell yourself, but you're, you're the way, which you're not, you're selling your jewelry at this point. And when you go on, you know, Jenna Blake jewelry Instagram, it is, it is such this, I mean, first of all, the aesthetic is so gorgeous. Anyone who looks at it will say that and has said it, but you clearly, you, you, what you've shown to the world is this incredible confidence in not only yourself but your you know all of your abilities that you've honed over time. Um it's it's awesome. I mean there's no other word for it. It's just awesome. Do you ever take a step back and look at it like that?
1: No, you know, sometimes I take a step back and say, "Wow, I can't believe I've done some of the things I've done in terms of just having the guts to do it." I mean, I remember when I first decided to um Tackle Instagram, and I'm still in the process of doing that. But even just my very first post I ever did was scary, and I never thought I'd be able to post pictures of myself or really have a voice. But um, you know, over time, and with um, guiding, you know, guiding the ship a little bit at a pace that was comfortable for me it evolved with a very natural narrative. And I think what people need to keep in mind is, you know, we all look at people in the media or in social platforms and think, my God, like they're huge and it's intimidating and how did they get there? And, you know, a lot of these things don't happen overnight. And the most important thing that I think needs to come across or most beneficial thing to any kind of business you're trying to start is to keep it authentic and to keep the narrative your own. Um, And when that comes across, I think it it starts to take on a life of its own that's very natural and authentic. And um, there's no real formula to that. People just really have to um, tap into their own brand or business that they're trying to create and really exemplify what they're what their image and uh, vantage point is, and that's and then that's what I think people want to see. They do want to see authenticity. Whether I totally your, agree. Whether it's your inspiration or whether it's you know, I, I draw a fine line between my personal life because I don't always think it's too necessary. But mm. then sometimes I wish I could post more of my personal life because it translates. So well into my business, so much of my personal mm-hmm. life, but there are boundaries too, and I don't want to compromise that.
0: I agree, and that comes with maturity. I think you see that with people when you know you know what you know when those boundaries where the, where those boundaries exist. I think it's uh, it becomes obvious to the viewer, which is appreciated. And I agree. I think that I think there's the the authenticity part is a hundred percent. I also think these uh, this the confidence that you can fail, the confidence to take the leap and not be afraid of failing, I think is one of those just things that comes with maturity and comes with just this sort of over time, like, I'm just going to do it. And what's the worst thing that happens, but that's hard to do. I mean, it's really hard to do.
1: It is. And some days I just can't,
0: some days are easier than others.
1: Um, But, it's important to in your brand to connect the dots. So, if there is something relevant to what you're creatively trying to do, sometimes you have to dig a little deeper personally and expose yourself. And sometimes it's a, you know, okay, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, but it's it's part of the process.
0: Have you had any mentors along the way? Um, that they knew they were your mentor or they didn't, that really helped with different aspects of getting to where you are today and growing your business? Um, That's a good question. Um, I wouldn't specifically
1: say mentor, but I did grow up with creative women. Um, My mom and my aunt both had great taste and um, great eyes for design. Mm -hmm. And, for collecting, and I learned so much about um, eclecticism, which is a big part of my aesthetic um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: through through these influential style mavens I grew up with and mm. so I would say if if that um a mentor, then yes i would um there's definitely an imprint from them in my style and um amongst all my all my creative visions, um, but not really specifically in terms of a um, business mentor or anything beyond that. It's more of a creative gene I think I might have from them.
0: I agree. I mean, I agree. And um, what have been beyond sort of when you were, you know, working on the kind of just having the confidence to do it? What are some other challenges you faced when growing? Specifically, Jen Blake Jewelry. Um, well, there's always the
1: challenge of, you know, something I just actually realized myself and um, mentioned to a friend the other day, and I, I didn't even know I was doing this. I think it was subconscious, but I actually don't look at other jewelers and I don't follow trends because, um, for me, so much of what I produce comes from a really um, constant creative flow that um, this kind of train of consciousness that's constantly growing in my mind. And I never want to feel like I took an idea or a concept from someone else. Um, And there's so much overlap with jewelry, just like there is in fashion, Um, but specifically with jewelry because, you know, at a certain point we're all drawing from um, history and certain – Patterns and certain things that we love and we kind of reinterpret or take a different approach to. So, I try to stay away from following jewelry trends. For me, it's really important that what I'm producing um, comes from just kind of a natural um, evolution of my specific line. So, if I'm working on chains, you know, I want to think in my mind. I want the inspiration to come from a texture or a pattern I saw outside, maybe architecturally or within nature. I don't really want it to come from the idea of what kind of chains are selling right now. Um, Right. So so something I try and do is just focus on what I'm doing kind of in a little bubble and not pay attention to, to trends, I guess. I don't know if that's really an obstacle,
0: but that is something that I've um noticed that I do. I would say that's a challenge for your that you put on yourself because I think the what you're describing is much easier to do to follow and see whatever what else is going on out there and what's selling and what's moving and then put your twist on it but instead you're you're saying no, I'm gonna you know get the inspiration from where i I w- where it should be from, and then let it grow out of my own stream of conscious and come out myself. I would argue that is a challenge. Um, that you is ob- goes back to the authenticity um, that you were speaking of earlier, and, and staying constant to that. I think it's that's a great answer. Um, when I think of you, I think of an LA girl through and through, born and raised. But you've traveled, um, you know, the world and w- tell me some places that have given you inspiration, you know, outside of your daily life that you sort of may draw back on um, over and over again or just once or twice, like some just interesting things you've seen that, you know, play into your jewelry. Um, okay,
1: well, no, I definitely, it all in a way tends to blend together but the things that really strike me are vibrant colors and natural beauty and foliage and trees and lush green areas so that can be anywhere from you know indonesia to south america to um you know um italy you know there's so much natural beauty out there so i would say um anything from different kinds of leaves and beautiful trees I see in nature to beautiful architectural buildings I see in um, metropolitan cities and European towns. You know, um, architecture tends to um, play a big role in the influence of my design. So um, really beautiful, old, old, old buildings I'm always enamored with. Um, I I look at the details of, you know, old, old plaster and the way it's aged and old moldings and structures and pillars. And um, they always resonate with me. I mean, last year we went to Egypt and I was definitely in awe of all the tombs and the color that has, the pigmentations that have stood the test of time and are still vibrant. And, um, you know, often I think in color and structure. So, anything kind of vibrant i think has made a big impression in my mind and has kind of stuck with me
0: and color is definitely your friend um which is you know one of my favorite things about you as a person and then also about all of your designs and what you surround yourself with and i think so many people are afraid of color um have you always been drawn to colorful things and just having color in your life, and or is that something you've grown over time? Or I don't, I can't picture you not not with color, but I don't, you know, I don't know where that started and how it grew. Yeah, exactly like you described. I mean, I can't remember a time
1: not having color be such a um, big part of my life. But the jewelry itself has definitely brought it to the surface because it's given me the Mm. perfect um, arena to express it or use it and kind of um, use it even as a tool to complement even more subtle details in my life. But I would say, yes, color, just I'm a visual person. And I think some people are, some people aren't, but color resonates with me, um, especially contrast Um, between between colors or unexpected color combinations those are things Mm. that are just make lasting impressions in my mind Um, and I think you know I well yes somebody would look at my work or the way I wear things and think oh my god it's a circus she's color overload it's too much (laughs) but I don't expect everyone to wear my jewelry that way and you know, something I love to do with the jewelry itself is to complement really a neutral or plain palette. Like, so to take an all-white outfit or a black outfit and use mm-hmm. the contrast of color in your jewelry to kind of enhance the more simplistic look. So I'm not saying it needs to be, you know, a crazy color palette all the time, splatter um, painted everywhere, but I think the right mm-hmm is really what I'm always trying to achieve um, and I take for granted that not everyone understands that but it's really about the balance of color and yeah. uh, using it wisely and the right way and sure I can overdo it sometimes but um, <laughs> I I don't um, I, I know realistically not everyone is going to do that or, or feel comfortable doing so
0: right did you ever go through a monochromatic stage in your life, where you only wore black or anything?
1: No, I mean, no.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure I
1: did, but not consciously. I'm sure I did right. when I was young. But um, even now, I don't even like to wear all black. And sometimes I'll fall in love with something, and it's black, and I say, "Oh, do I really want to buy this? It's just black." <laughs> but but then I always, I always know I can. Add some jewelry to liven it up a little. So that's always a good formula, actually. Um, but you know, monochrome sometimes can be great. Um, but I like monochrome with color. So I like taking yeah. blue and doing all blue. Um, and if it, if it's done in an interesting way, I might I might love it actually. Yeah. It's
0: I mean I can't I can't. Yeah, I have a hard time yeah. picturing like a goth. For sure. But I mean, I didn't yeah, either. Yeah. That's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard <laughs> Um, Have there been any reasons, Um, I mean, I, I, I I think there have been, and I've watched them from my vantage point, but that you have felt real success over the last year since you've built your jewelry company. Like moments where you're like, oh my God, I, either recognition or, you know, someone wore it, whatever it was. And, and how do you measure that success?
1: Um, I would say, to be honest, the main thing um, that question really drives me to is the fact that um, during COVID, you know, I've been able to maintain customers and a viewership and mm-hmm. to really feel the um, the welcoming, of creativity during a time that's been so dark and uh, unmotivating for so many people and discouraging. And I was very nervous um, for so many reasons, of course, at the start of um, this past year. But um, I am so grateful and appreciative and I feel very validated just by the mere fact that um, people have continued to watch and admire or encourage what I've been doing during a time where jewelry can come off as frivolous and unimportant and wasteful. So um, I'm so grateful for that. And I feel very, Mm -hmm. um, it's made me feel good just when people say things like, Oh, watching your Instagram or seeing your jewelry makes me so happy. Um, That's very validating for me. It doesn't have to be because somebody bought something or They're collecting my pieces, but for somebody to appreciate them during this very difficult time makes me really happy. And it's a huge sense of validation.
0: And I think that it's almost sometimes during these dark times that, you know, we need, everybody needs, no matter how you're dealing with it and how you're going through it or how it's affected you personally or your family having you know sources of inspiration and sources of just pure joy is so important and i i think it's sometimes more important than when life is light um and clearly as we've said you you know you have so much color in your work and so much from you know the beauties that surround you are brought out in your pieces that how could that not bring someone joy you know and i think um it's awesome that people are sharing that with you because you deserve to hear that. I think it's really important. And there's, you know, only so many places you can go to get that and bring that into your home or your screen or your body, whatever it is. And so it's awesome. And I, and you should feel um, success in that a hundred percent. My last question I want to ask you about is, you know, and you have always been incredibly, um, healthy and health conscious. And I actually, to me, a lot of the vibrancy in your work um, that comes out in a lot of vibrancy in your work. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense to me. Do you see that at all in this sort of just the the healthy lifestyle that you've always led and always committed to lead um, come out in your work at all?
1: Wow, that's such an interesting question. I've never even drawn that parallel. Um, But I am going to think about that right now and say that I think it goes back to this whole idea of leading an authentic life. And, you know, I know a lot of people overuse that phrase right now, but purity is really what is at the crux of what you call my healthy lifestyle and how I. Um, see jewelry. I'm a jewelry purist. You know, I want to um, be able to express through jewelry the really like clean, gorgeous, beautiful um, qualities that we can find in whether it's uh, the natural beauty in Uh, flowers and trees and all the celestial influence that's in my work as well and the natural colors of the gems and the vibrancy of all the colors it all comes from just kind of clean concepts so while my jewelry may not process clean because it's very colorful um it's actually coming from a clean Mm -hmm. place yeah and uh, I'm just a purist in how I approach everything I think
0: I think that is the exact way to describe it.
1: So that's a good connection you've drawn. Thanks for bringing that to my attention.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it shows because I think when you are very, obviously, you're really focused and, um, you know, and smart in the way that you have put your business together and run it. But I think it absolutely comes from a place of purity, purity of the love of what you're doing purity of how you, you know, go through the world and it shows through your jewelry and it's just beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you're my friend and I'm so grateful to have you in my life and that I get to see your jewelry up close often. Um, and thank you for sharing everything you did today. I think it's incredibly inspiring and motivating for anyone who's listening.